Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. This episode, we interrupt our series narrative to delve into the different historical words, terms, abbreviations, and phrases you will hear during this series regarding the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Join me as we explore the many choices and divergent implications of these sometimes controversial words of history. Are the original peoples of North America called Indians, Aboriginals, Native Americans, Amerindians, Indigenous Americans, First Nations? What are meant by the terms prehistoric, big history, deep time, and deep history? Is it B.C. and A.D. or C.E. and B.C.E.? What about B.P.? B-Y-A, M-Y-A, and T-Y-A. Some people think that dates and chronology are the most boring aspects of history. Well, I am excited about chronology. Chronology is everything in history. An understanding of chronology leads to all sorts of discoveries and abilities to see the connections. History is detective work, and establishing a timeline of events is essential to putting the puzzle back together. Now, a brief word about chronology and the terms, codes, shortenings, and abbreviations used to describe it. Perhaps the best-known standard abbreviations to identify different time periods are the perennial B.C., meaning before Christ, which refers to the time in years before the traditional birth of Jesus Christ. A.D., meaning Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of the Lord, refers to the time in years after the traditional birth of Jesus Christ. These days, some use the more modern CE, meaning Common Era, and BCE, meaning Before Common Era, but that is really just the Christian calendar dates given sanitized new names. Others employ the letters BP, denoting before present. When referring to millions of years, many use the letters MYA. For example, the KT extinction asteroid, which struck Mexico and killed all the land dinosaurs, occurred about 66 MYA, that is, 66 million years ago. BYA refers to billions, and TYA. 2000s. Throughout this series, I will use some of the previously explained abbreviations at different times and for various situations, but I will always try to keep things simple and avoid confusion. The term prehistoric deals with ancient cultures that did not have writing of any kind. Prehistory covers past human life from its origins up to the advent of written records. History, that is, the human past documented in some form of writing, began in North America about 1000 BC in Mexico, and as recently as the late 19th century AD in parts of the continent. Because there are no written records for prehistory, prehistorians rely entirely on material remains for evidence. The term big history refers to an academic discipline which examines history from the Big Bang to the present. Deep time, 
is the 4.5 billion year time frame within which scientists believe the Earth has existed and which is supported by the observation of natural, mostly geological, phenomena. Deep history is a term for the distant past of the human species. Let's now turn to the words used when referring to the first peoples of North America and their descendants. The choice of words and terms vary and are without consensus in both the indigenous and non-indigenous peoples of North America. Note that not one word or term is perfect or accepted by all. When discussing broad groups of peoples, naming may be based on shared language, region, culture, or historical relationship. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Many English exonyms have been used to refer to the indigenous peoples of North America who were resident on the continent when European colonists arrived during the Age of Exploration. Some of these names were based on French, Spanish, or other European language terminology used by explorers and early colonists. Some resulted from the colonists' attempt to translate endonyms from the native language into their own, and some were pejorative terms arising out of prejudgment and fear during periods of conflict between the cultures involved. Over the past half-century, indigenous peoples in North America have had more of a voice in discussions of how they wish to be referred, pressing for the elimination of terms widely considered to be obsolete or inaccurate. Responding to these wishes, the United States government proposed the use of the term Native American to recognize the primacy of indigenous peoples' tenure in the nation. The term has become widespread nationally but only partially accepted by indigenous groups themselves. Other naming conventions have been proposed and used, but none are accepted by all indigenous groups. Typically, each name has a particular audience and political or cultural connotation, and regional usage varies. The term Amerindian is a portmanteau of American Indian though it can also be parsed as a blend of the words American and indigenous. In French, the term Amérindien is used to describe the peoples residing in the Americas prior to European contact. In Canada, while the legal designation remains, the term Indian is generally considered offensive when used by non-natives. The term First Nations and indigenous peoples are preferred, for native peoples generally. In Mexico, 
The preferred expression is the Spanish term for indigenous peoples, pueblos indigenas. I believe respect is primordial. Outsiders or non-members of a group should never decide the appropriate designation when there is a consensus within the respective group. When there is not, however, as is the case for North American indigenous peoples, then commentators such as myself should employ one or many of the broadly acceptable appellations, which is what I plan to do during this series. With this in mind, I will employ various general terms for different effect and situations. I hope this good-faith attempt to expose this controversy will be looked upon sympathetically by you, the listener, as I employ various expressions throughout this series. And finally, what is the definition of North America and how should the continent be delimited geographically? As explained in Episode 1 of this series, some define North America at its broadest and includes 29 countries from Canada to Panama. Others prefer a narrow view, including only two nations, Canada and the United States. For the purposes of this series, North America includes the USA, Canada, and Mexico. Next time, we will resume our series narrative and continue discovering pre-Columbian cultures and civilizations, edging ever closer to the arrival of Europeans on the continent during the Great Age of Exploration. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Firstly, join our Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including works of art and books. Speaking of books, I have authored many historical fiction and non-fiction volumes, including exciting international historical history and suspense thrillers. One such novel, The Frozen Raptor, involves the KT Dinosaur Extinction Event, alluded to in this episode. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop on Amazon for books or anything else, make sure to use our link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit, with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this episode's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Finally, if you like this episode, join me again next time and spread the word to family and friends. And by the way, all positive ratings and comments are appreciated. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, 
more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.